0: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. Hold
1: on a minute.
0: So, this is uh, Seeds Family Worship. So, just listen to this as we go ahead and tweet this out to everybody. This is going to be an interesting show, you guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. I hope. Every
1: tongue in knowledge In heaven and on earth and under the earth Every talking in
2: knowledge Hey, whoa, that Jesus Christ is Lord Hey, whoa, to the glory
0: of God the Father So it was a year ago today I got some interesting news that you guys all heard about. I'll tell you about that in a second. So go ahead, sing it out, buddy. You know you want to. Hey, hey. I'm going to wonder if I think that's true. Who can tell me where that scripture is found? By the way, this is scripture. clandestinely disguised as music. (laughs) Uh, All right. All right, everybody. That is Philippians chapter 2, verses 9, 10, and 11. Hopefully you guys get that memorized. And let me just tell you this. If you happen to uh, be somebody who likes scripture song, then Seeds Family Worship is awesome because that's all it is. That that's all they do is they put scripture to music, and if you're like me, you like to sing the Word of God, because the Bible says to um, to make to to speak to another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, rejoicing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. <clears throat> so. Anyway, okay, so uh, today's been an interesting day, and we have a lot to cover. I'm going to go ahead and quit iTunes on my computer to get my computer so it's not as, like, going, rrr, rrr. Hi, Kim over on Facebook. Say hi to a couple of you guys over on periscope i see melanie and steven and kim and natasha diane mama gina is here rachel marty angie eileen thank you guys for coming in did i forget anybody joe are you there and anybody else watching clandestinely some of you on facebook who never say anything (laughs) i know who you are though um youtube And in the event you're listening to the audio archive of this show, I want to say thank you because I actually take the time after this show to put it all over the internet. In case you didn't know, we actually do have a lot of iTunes listeners and podcast listeners all over the world. So, uh, you know, we're super thankful for that. Okay, so a year ago, one year ago today, November 13th, 2017, I came to you. Yeah, I did. With an envelope, actually this is an envelope—a piece of paper masquerading as an envelope. <laughs> I came to you with a piece of paper, and I revealed that I am part Jewish. <laughs> so here's the thing: I, I thought that because of that, we're gonna do something different today. We're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and look at um, this article over on Infowars in just a second, talking about how one of a one of the how a rabbi is warning now about how Israel and Pal- the the Israeli and Palestinian conflict could be the start of a biblical war, okay? Now, before we even get into that though, let me just tell you something. Any war in Israel is a biblical war. Just so you know, okay? Cuz cuz the enemy wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Of course, the the uh of course Israel is never going to be wiped off the face of the earth just so you know because in Jeremiah God promised the prophet that he would never do that because he doesn't break his covenant or his promises so we're going to look at that we're also going to look at the topic of Christians and can they bind Satan now I know this is controversial and don't be mad at me if you think that they can but I'll just tell you the answer really fast the answer is no just so you know and Oh, no, Christians can't bind Satan and nobody can, just so you know. So we're going to look at an article about that. Also, there is a new push, people, to implant microchips into the hands of thousands of people all over the place. And this is interesting because, like, 30 years ago... This was just speculation. Everybody was talking about the barcode code, scanning it, and all this other stuff. But now it's going to become commonplace. And I have to tell you that Revelation chapter 13, verse 16, says the following. And he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And what's interesting to me, personally is that if you actually take some time just to do a little bit of research, you don't even have to do a lot, what they have actually found is that the heat centers in your body, in your hand, and in your forehead, this is actually, um, you know, the perfect place to put something like that that people will gullibly take. And it may start out... Because
1: it will provide energy for the... um
0: yeah, well, it, it, it may start out voluntary, right? Or a convenience factor. But think about it in the end, you know. It will go ahead and, you know. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that article. And then if we get time, hopefully we will, if we go through this and don't pontificate a ton. Um, there's an article over on Campus Reform, and it says this. Berkeley student senator disavowed over Christian beliefs responds to calls to resign. And you know what? This woman said, no, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because if I back down, all these Christians that like are like me, if they watch me back down, then uh, hello, I'm going to be a super bad witness, essentially. But this is, a, in my opinion, this is a superhero Christian of the day. So um, so we'll get to that too. So hopefully you'll have time to stay for the whole show. And of course, if you have time during the show, you can comment and throw out your thoughts and all that. Pastor Percy Garrett is in the house. Nice to mm-hmm. see you, Mister. Um, so this is this is basically what we're going to talk about. So, um, so the first thing though, <laughs> Mama Gina likes to pick on me, and that's okay. I don't mind. Okay, so the first thing we we want to look at then is this article over on Infowars. Okay, it's titled "Rabbi Warns New Israel-Palestinian Conflict Could Be the Start of a Biblical War." Um, It says here, battle, quote, could be more horrifying than anything we could ever imagine. And this is written by Paul Joseph Watson, who is one of the main writers over there at the website. Rabbi Pinchas Winston, and I don't know if I'm saying the name right, but whatever. (laughs) When has that ever stopped me? Uh, Warns that the escalating conflict between Israel and Palestine could be the start of a biblical war. Following a botched Israeli special forces raid miles inside Gaza on Sunday evening, Hamas launched 400 rockets and mortars from Gaza, possibly the largest bombardment ever in that time period. Israel responded, of course, by carrying out more than 100 bombings, including the targeting of a Hamas-run television building. According to the Times of Israel, large numbers of IDF troops and tanks are now heading to the border with Gaza. Rabbi... Pinchas Winston believes that the latest escalation, which some are calling the most intense to date, could spark the war of of Gog and Magog, an end-of-days conflict which precipitates the Messianic redemption. Now, this is interesting, okay, because, you know, the Jews understand that the Messiah is going to come again, something that a lot of Christians don't get, but just so you know, Jesus will return. The First World War was set off by the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, The 2014 war in Gaza was set off by the murder of three young boys. The same is true for the War of Gog and Magog, but even more sense than Winston, adding that the battle could be more horrifying than anything we could ever imagine, and unlike anything that came before. Winston cited a description of the war by Rabbi Elijah ben Solomon Zalman, who in the 18th century said that it will last 12 minutes and encompass the world. That was inconceivable, at that time, but now we can envision that as being realistic, Rabbi Winston said. There are many aspects described in prophecy that skeptics say are impossible. It's all part of a bigger plan. Um, that's it. That was the article. What do you think, Bareface?
1: I think it's kind of, uh, I don't know who uh, Rabbi Eliyahu Bin shloma was or ben solomon but zalman
0: nice long biblical name though yeah full of hebrew names
1: yeah to to say that it's you know to predict some any but to predict the future um i mean it's one thing to look at prophecies but then to say oh 12 minutes and compass the world and, and that sounds like conjecture to me and we know that there is going to be a another world type, um, you know, conflict, and just like previous world wars, not every single nation on the earth, but some, some major players, uh, that we read about, um, and Ezekiel chapter 38, and then some of what we see in Revelation, it's, it's unclear on this side of these events, you know, the timing of the things, and those involved, you know, there are, you know, um, um, Bill Salas. Yeah, <laughs> and, I was. I was just thinking about, about him. I need to call him to get him you know, on our show. Look at the um, what Psalm thirty nine.
0: Err. Anyway, go get him, Mister.
1: <laughs> there's definitely, you know, something pretty major conflict in our future.
0: Yeah, you know what? I need to get Bill Bill Salas on the phone on the on the show again. He's actually got a new book anyway that we need to promote i want uh just say hi to Pastor Garrett he came out uh, Randall he said thanks to you and Randall for the kind words yesterday
1: oh well he's he they were deserving um really appreciate his ministry and it was great to yeah to watch and listen to him for uh a good portion of his scope uh the replay of that and i i knew, i um i what's the word I'm looking for I regretted. I guess I regretted that I didn't have an opportunity to put in comments on the replay because I wanted to say right on, preach it, you know.
0: That's kind of a bummer.
1: Spot on, and anyway, so um, so
0: WCF five says, have you heard about Asya Bibi? I did hear that she was let out recently, but I haven't heard anything after that. So is this good news? Please don't tell me they murdered her because you know I'm sure that they that was part of their goal after they released her. Update me. Let me know. Um, okay, so what we want we want to do, though, because right now we're talking about Israel. Uh, many of you guys know Ariel Ministries is our sponsor. And last month we were telling you about the Ariel Ministries um, geographical historical DVD tour of Israel. And I actually got a copy of it. So now we can actually show you a clip from it. And we want to show it to you and um, encourage you to get this. I'm going to tell you right now that this is, I think this is like scholarly, academic, uh, massive level. Hey, hi, Aaron. Um, it's it's very good. Um, it's to me, it's like a a Bible seminar thing, but it's it's really de- good. And what was the clip that you 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 drew? Uh,
1: it's the um, hold on. Wait, it's, we
0: don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> it's it's the introductory clip on the first desk. It kind of gives you an overview of what things are going to be talked about. So.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, so Re- Rachel and Jesus said she got out of there, but the UK will not give her asylum due to fear of backlash from Muslims. So, mm. the, But here's the, okay, you know what? Honestly, that's not a shock to me. Them. that because the UK is so uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Uh, um, it's, beholden. It's, it's or... just—it's
0: no, it's just so inundated right now with Islam that Christian right. Christians are fleeing the UK.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, because the persecution there is increasing. So let's pray that she gets—you know—hopefully she'll get asylum here in America, which would which would be totally awesome. And who knows? Mm-hmm. You never know. Maybe I'll get her on my show. I got um, Miriam Ibrahim on my show, which All I right. never thought I'd get to talk to. All right. Okay, so let's watch this uh, clip from Ariel. I think you guys might like it um and again this might make a, a great um you know christmas gift or something or hanukkah uh gift um or just a good bible study uh material for you as a person so just check this out and this is actually what how many like seven hours or something or i forgot
1: um four hours on seven discs
0: yeah so okay so here's a little clip from the ariel israel dvd set
2: A trip to Israel is a journey of a lifetime, yet not all of us have had the opportunity to see with our own eyes the land God promised to the patriarchs. I would like to invite you to join me as we journey to the modern and ancient land of Israel with Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum. The first sight one sees when arriving in Israel today is the Ben-Gurion Airport located in the ancient northern Philistine plain. To the west is the modern and bustling metropolis of Tel Aviv. Founded in 1909. Israel, like Tel Aviv, is a modern country governed through a republic and parliamentary democracy. Unlike its neighbors, Israel is a safe home of Jews, Christians, Muslims, Druze, Circassians, and Samaritans. Israel is an exporter of agricultural goods, minerals, and now natural gas. Of course, tourism is big business in Israel. The Lord our God said to us in Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in the Arava, in the hill country, and in the lowland, and in the Negev, and in the seacoast, the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to them and to their offspring after them. In our journey, we will approach Israel from the perspective of the 12 spies sent out to explore the land ahead of the people of Israel, starting with the plain of Asher, the plain of Sharon, the Philistine plain, Desphela, Upper Galilee, Lower Galilee, the hill country of Ephraim, Samaria, the hill country of Judah, Judea, Jerusalem, the new city, Jerusalem, the old city, the wilderness of Judah, the Negev, the Valley of Aion, the Hula Valley, the Sea of Galilee, Yom Kinneret, the Jordan Valley, the Dead Sea, the Arava proper, and the Red Sea, Bashan, the Golan Heights.
0: Okay, so that was uh, from Ariel Ministries, and that's a, a DVD series that you can get, and I, what is it, Rental costs about uh, $20 or 24 bucks or something. Well, it's um, $29 minus 20%, whatever that is. Yeah. But the 20% discount is Bible News. You just got to use that coupon code when you go to ariel.org. Okay? So check that out. Um,
1: um, I'm going to say, if if uh, they just head on over to our site, uh check out the resources page and the third row on there right now you'll see the link for the historical geographical study Israel DVD tour and that's it. So four hours and seventy DVDs. Click the details button; it'll take you right to the page, and there I'll say, "Yeah, twenty nine dollars less, less twenty percent." Yes. So five dollars and eighty cents. So that's going to bring it down to twenty three and change. Pretty amazing.
0: It is when you consider the time and effort that goes into making a DVD of any type, and that quality is awesome. Um, I actually watched a, num- a little bit of it today, this morning, for my kind of quiet devotional time, because, you know, I was getting connected to my Hebrew roots. <laughs> anyway, also I want to let you know on our Bible News Radio page, Randall updated the page with a Trusted Associates link over there. If you guys click that when you go to the website, these are people that we work with. This is uh, Coach Mo, also known as Marine. Coach, you guys know Coach Mo. Uh, she sells Norwex Home and Personal Care Products. These cloths, you guys, I'm telling you, they're awesome. Me and Mia were talking about it when she was here over the weekend. And and I'm just telling you, just the bath cloth alone, that thing takes makeup off like you wouldn't believe. You don't even need anything else. Anyway, so we got that there. Uh, you can check that out. And Erin Bond, she, she sells Young Living Essential Oils. Uh, and if you're an EO person like me, you can check that out too. And, you know, learn more about them and get your stuff through Aaron, uh, and all that. Okay. There, if you are a young living buyer. Okay. So you can do that. And we'll be adding to that too. I know that I have a couple other things I need to add there. Um, so we can do that. Also, I also want to let you know, I actually have another book. Um, we, we, ha- we have the fearless prayer package. We still got two copies of this left, this set, this book and Doug Hershey's book. Uh, The Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel, for $15 if you want to donate to our show. uh, You can do that, or you can get this book for $9, the Israel book, just for $9. And I include the shipping in that, so you don't have to pay extra for shipping. Uh, So any donation, actually, you give to our show really helps us out. I'll get that into the mail as soon as possible. And, or, if you want to get a copy of here, The Gospel of the Holocaust in Isaiah 53, this is a very interesting book. Um, and, uh, and we're going to sell this one for $10. So you can also just request that, you know, say, Hey, give me that Holocaust book, you know, just donate and say, give, tell me what book to give you. And I'll personally put it in the mail to you and mail it to you. Okay. Or you can be a pillar of the community and just donate cause you love us and you can, all that's there at our website. Okay. So the, um, article over on prophecynewswatch.com titled new pushed implant microchips into the hands of thousands is, you know, this, if you're a Bible prophecy kind of buff like me, um, then this is kind of cool in some ways. I mean, I look at this and go, woohoo, this is awesome. Yay. The end is near. Um, but at the same time, we have to remember that, uh, we can't be too excited until the whole world hears about Yeshua, right? And they accept Jesus and repent of their sin and all that. That's super important um, because a lot of people are on their destiny to the the road most traveled. Uh, You know, the Bible says broad is the way and narrow is the gate, you know, that enters eternal life. So, unfortunately, lots of people are going to be on that broad path. So, this is what it says here. It is really happening. At one time, the idea that large numbers of people uh, would... Willingly allow themselves to have microchips implanted into their hands hands seemed a bit crazy, but now it has become a reality. Thousands of tech uh, enthusiasts all across Europe have already had microchips implanted, and now a Swedish company is working with very large global employers to implement this on the corporate level. Um, in fact, Biohacks, gotta love that name, uh, recently told one of the biggest newspapers in the UK that they have been take, talking with a major financial services firm it, that has hundreds of thousands of employees. Biohacks, a Swedish company that provides human chip implants, told the Telegraph it was in talks with a number of UK legal and financial firms to implant staff with the devices. One prospective client, which cannot be named, is a major financial services Firm with hundreds of thousands of employees. For security-obsessed corporations, this sort of technology can appear to have a lot of upside. If all of your employees are chipped, you'll, you will always know where they are. You will always know who has access to sensitive areas of sen- or sensitive information. Don't forget, chipping isn't really anything new. We've done it with animals for a long time, right? People, I mean, how many of you guys have a pet with a chip in it? Fortunately, we don't. Or oh, wait, does Tug have a chip? I believe so. Tug has a chip, which just confirms he's the face of evil. (laughs) But Grover, he doesn't have a chip because he's an angel. Anyway, according to a top official from Biohacks, the procedure uh, to implant a chip takes about two seconds, and it is usually implanted in the hand. A syringe is used to place the chip in an area between the thumb and the forefinger, according to the report. Osterlund said the procedure is similar to ear piercing and takes about two seconds. The microchips operate via near-field communication technology similar to what is used by no-contact bank cards. In a company with 200,000 employees, you can offer this as an opt-in, Osterlund told The Telegraph. Right now, many companies use security badges, and I once worked in a building that required a security badge. But security badges can be lost. Of course they can. Stolen or forged, which is why you should be a member of Legal Shield <laughs> and not get chipped. Anyway, theolo- the- the- theoretically, microchip implants are much more permanent and much more secure, and that's one of the big selling points. The following is what the chief medical officer of BioHacks recently told Fox News. The chip implant is a secure way of ensuring that a person's digital identity is linked to their physical identity and enables access management in a way that protects individual self-sovereignty and allows users to control the privacy of their online activity. Ooh, don't you like the lingo, bareface? Yep. Self-sovereignty, yeah.
1: yeah. You're in control of your privacy. Yeah,
0: you are. Nah. What happens if somebody tries to hack into you? I mean, that just... Anyway... Of course, once the technology starts to be implemented, there will be some workers that will object. But if it comes down to a choice between getting them plant and losing their jobs, how many workers do you think will choose to become unemployed? Yes, there will be some that will sacrifice their jobs. Personally, I will never let anyone put a chip in me, but just like with so many... Other things, most of the population will simply choose to accept the new technology. Sadly, the mainstream media is now openly telling us that this is coming. For example, the following is an excerpt from a recent Fox News article entitled, Are You Ready for a Chip Implant? You walk into a grocery store, pick up eggs, no smartphone, no problem. You swipe your hand across the reader, and the amount is deducted from your bank account. If that sounds far-fetched, you obviously haven't seen been to Sweden recently where thousands of people have reportedly had chips implanted in their bodies. And there's so much more. I'm not going to read the rest, but I think you guys get the point. You know what I mean? So... um just be aware. Revelation thirteen sixteen again says that he causes all the small and the great, the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And of course, this is actually talking about the Antichrist, who is not Jesus. He is the Antichrist. <laughs> Just so you know.
1: You know, it cracks me up. You know, one of the selling points is your employees. You will always know where they are. Not just when they have their phone with them, but wherever they are, you'll know where they go at at all times, 24-7, you know, where they are, Um, and you can probably guess what they're doing uh, based upon their location, but you're in control of your privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
0: I the irony of it all, right? You know,
1: I get it. The idea as well. You know, rather than somebody stealing a number online, you know, stealing a credit card and using that, you know, the security is now tied to you, so you're in charge of of you know your privacy. Well, except that anybody who's able to communicate with the chip knows where you are twenty four seven.
0: you know, Janet, um, poor uh, Janet, Janet Mefford retweeted red nation rising today who quoted george or- orwell from 1984 and the quote is this the people will not revolt they will not look up from their screens
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: just saying it's super i mean we've been like sheep led astray i mean hello And it it cracks me up. I have to tell you, I am an observer of people. and I'm around a lot of older people who are not connected to technology. I was just there like I was at my dad's assisted living a little while ago doing cooking with Tina. Anyway, um, we made some really interesting things today. It was a brie cheese with a um, cranberry thingy on top on a little um, like fluffy pastry it's very interesting tasting. It was. I'm not a big fan of brie cheese. Apparently, was so like a
1: little turkey sandwich. No, or? it wasn't a
0: turkey sandwich. So you just had the, the, the
1: brie and the cranberry.
0: Yeah, but it was inside like a like a dough, flaky crust. You put that okay. in there. You put the brie cheese. And then you put the cranberries on top, and you basically heat it up, and eat it. I think I might try it with cream cheese. It might taste better. But the cream cheese might actually melt. But anyway, back to my main point. My Thank main my me. point my point is is that all the eighty and ninety year olds I'm hanging out with, because they are, and they're like, wow, you're young. I'm like, and you're old <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. Yeah, thanks for uh uh you love it with apricots? Okay. Yeah, let me scroll back up here. I saw some comments come in before we get to the binding Satan topic. Uh let's see here. Um <clears throat> Okay. Oh, and also I want to put out a prayer request um, for Carl Teichrib. Um I don't know how many of you guys know Carl, but he, you know, he's a friend of us and he, he lives in Canada, but he goes all over the place to Burning Man and other stuff. Anyway, uh, it was reported earlier today um, that he was admitted to the hospital. They thought for appendicitis, um, but it, but now they're not thinking it is. They're thinking it's something else. So we need to pray for Carl that the doctors can figure out what it is that's causing him some pain uh, because he goes, like, all over the world, you know, I mean, you know, uncovering the information. And his new book, Game of Gods, is also out. It's on on Amazon. You can check that out. Get it if you want to. If you really want a good overview of what the pagan gods are doing right now, this is a great book to get. It's called Game of Gods. Extremely documented. I think it has, what, 1,800 footnotes in it. Something like that. But anyway, he needs prayer and his wife Leanne, so keep those guys in prayer. All right, so Rachel said, Update, just read Italy is open to giving her asylum. Okay, so in regards to Asya Bibi, she's going to get asylum there. Well, that's good. Um, and then let's see, you're welcome, Aaron. Happy to help you out there. Um, are we in the US? Yep, my cat is chipped. Okay. This is normal in the U.S. Gideon's put then there, but it's caught. Okay. Okay. The face of evil. Yeah. <laughs> Mia knows why the face of evil. You're right. Tug didn't put the chip on himself. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Christians forgot about their real danger. Why there are no Christians in the Bible area today. What happens with Christians in the Bible area today? Well, actually the Christians in Israel are actually doing well, actually. Um, invited followers. Thank you for that. Okay. 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 I don't know. Okay. Bible air. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's look at the article over on Terry James He writes this article on binding Satan. And this, this got my attention because I hear this all the time and it really bothers me. Okay, so this is what he wrote. He wrote, upon clicking through the religious channels at any given time or hour of the day, and there are many on my DirecTV setup, there are certain catchphrases I hear consistently. By the way, just so you know, Terry James is blind. Okay, so you might just take that into consideration because when he talks about hearing. Um, The most prominent I found is the term plant a seed. Another is seed faith brings harvest. Uh, The phraseology is issued forth by the prosperity propagandists, as I term them. These invariably twist and convolute scriptural truth in pursuit of their gullible followers' contributions. While there is usually a, quote, seed, unquote, of factuality in their pontification that claims planting financial seeds will bring increase, the whoppers I've heard some of these, quote, preachers, unquote, tell are far beyond anything promised in God's word. For example, I heard not long ago, one man with whom most would be familiar because of his constant presence on the fundraisers, they say that he once sewed $100,000 into a ministry. This greatly pained him at the time because of his amazement that the Lord would quote tell unquote him to do such a thing. Really? (laughs) He complied despite the pain. And the result was a return of $100 million within a month or so. Uh, that's right. The man said he received a hundred million dollars for his a hundred thousand seed, and I have to admit, like you know, the Bible says be a joyful giver. So, I don't think that giving despite your pain, <laughs> actually, yeah. Anyway. Ah, that that was the only reference I've heard to this phenomenal, quote, harvest, unquote. So I presume this sort of return isn't all that unusual in the prosperity cir- circles, or else such claims are just part of the pitch. Looks like, though, that this amazing sort of miracle return on investment should have made the financial news or something. <clears throat> Another phrase prosperity preachers are prone to issue on a rather regular basis is that in the name of Jesus, they quote, bind Satan, unquote. Now, this is even more amazing that the $100,000 being turned into $100 million within a month, this implies not a promise based upon biblical return for faith and planting financial seed, but claims for any human being who is a Christian direct supernatural power to completely paralyze almost certainly the most powerful being God ever created. There have been books sold by the hundreds of thousands telling of how this, quote, binding can be done. Most of all, the prosperity ministries hold this teaching close to their statements of faith. This is often a declaration I've heard made as a reward for one ministry or the other receiving a large seed faith contribution. The on-air person will declare that he or she binds Satan in Jesus' name for the benefit of the contributor. (laughs) Only I can find no place in scripture where Christians can bind Satan. They they. The old serpent serp- certainly doesn't seem to be bound these days, does he? I would be really surprised if he actually was, because, just saying. Um, anyway, the Bible tells us, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh around or about, seeking whom he may devour, First Peter 5, 8. There is no chain on our adversary, according to God's word. There is restraint, to be sure, upon the old devil's activity, but that comes from one source and one source only. The Bible reports the following incident, which gives clue to this restraint on our great enemy. And this is my favorite, you know, thing here. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. And that's Jude chapter one, verse nine. And actually, they are, uh, there's only one chapter in Jude. Anyway, there will come a time when a chain will be used to bind Satan. We learn of this future binding in the following account, which is prophecy yet future. And I saw an angel come down from heaven Uh, that's Revelation twenty one to three. This, Randall, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this um, the time when during the millennial reign?
1: Well, you it's, think? I, it's yet future, and okay. but yeah, that yeah that yeah seems to. Okay, the scripture seems to indicate that that that's what it seems years like. of yes, indeed. Yeah
0: so that we can bind Satan, okay so he says so that we can bind satan is a false teaching but we are confronted constantly by the serpent and his minions here's a scripture that tells about this constant confrontation how then can we deal with this powerful enemy in the biblically prescribed way god's word has the answer of course first we are told how to deal directly with the roaring lion the devil whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. First Peter, uh, one, I mean five nine. We are to do certain things to to prepare for this quote resistance against that old serpent, the devil. Here are our instructions. Ephesians six eleven to seventeen put on the whole armor of god that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that ye may stand able you may be able rather to withstand in the day in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your glo- loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We, as God's children, cannot and must not claim to bind Satan. This is the most powerful instruction for the battle in which we find ourselves. The nearer we get to Christ's call, to his church. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, I saw, I think it was Aaron made a comment, so I'm going to scroll back through the comments, um, because I know this is controversial, and let's just see here um, if I can find it. Okay, can you give me, I don't know what you mean by Bible, okay. Okay, so Aaron says, no, we can only bind spirits. And then Mama Gina, I think, said to Aaron, you can pray for out and receive that, though. Okay, and there's another commentator. Okay. Creates my swipe. Okay. I don't know what that is. Okay, and Warrior Gal says, we have been given power and authority to tread upon the head of the enemy. Do we sing and shout, run in terror? Okay. I know Randall wanted to comment on this. So I think that there's a couple of things there can be. uh, Some people, what they really mean when they quote bind Satan is that they're dealing with the demonic demon world, not just Satan as the entity himself. Um, I think I think that can be addressed. Um, And then, of course, Matthew 18, you know, talks about binding and loosing whatever you bind on earth is or is bound in heaven and all that. I think Randall's going to address that.
1: Yeah, this is where this is where understanding scripture from a Jewish perspective is is really valuable and really important. Mm-hmm. I I invite anyone listening, if you just do a Google search or you know or whatever Yahoo search your favorite search engine, search on uh, "bind loose" in rabbinic literature and see what comes up. You'll find that in rabbinic literature that. Uh, Binding and loosing are are legal terms. Binding has to do with restricting something, and loosing has to do with permitting something. They aren't about tying up or wrapping up or, you know, uh, that kind of physical restraint. Binding is restricting, loosing is permitting. And if we turn on over to uh, Matthew chapter 16, for example, and this is where people... I was close. well it's mentioned in matthew chapter 18 as well okay. but in matthew chapter 16 there's this peter's confession you know that the that thou art the christ the son of the living god in verse 16. and yeshua jesus goes on to tell peter and i say unto thee that thou art peter uh god bless the king james here that preserves the singular second person in, in modern translations, we'll see you here, and we don't know if you is singular or you is plural, whether it's talking to a group of people or or one individual. Oh. But this is an individual. Um, I say that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, that is this this confession and the Messiah as the rock, anyway. And he says, I will give unto thee, not unto you, you all y'all, but the individual... The keys in the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou individual shalt bind on there shall be bound in heaven, whatever thou shalt loose on there shall be loosed in heaven. And we see in the early church that Peter, as an individual, as as an overseer of the church, was given specific um um, you know authority um in the early church you look at the book of acts and in fact when it came to the the lying of ananias and sapphira he was able to well he ananias just dropped dead but he pronounced the death sentence of sapphira he said the feet of those who carried out your husband are going to carry out thee and she drops dead i mean some pretty serious stuff and then what comes to actually in the beginning that the ch- church with the holy spirit uh, the very first you know like converts uh whether it be jewish or gentile w- the pentecost or the gentiles you see with cornelius uh it required for peter to come to those places um uh for the gift of the spirit i mean that since has has changed um because of just dynamics, we won't get into the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, the, the, the birth of the church versus now, that's a whole, whole nother, uh topic, but um, yeah, this binding and loosing is restricting or permitting, uh, and then we see the Pharisees, for example, uh, had, you know, saw themselves as the, the, the new lawgivers at that time. And Yeshua refers to them. You you bind heavy loads on people that you yourself, you know, are not willing to bear and you, you won't, you know, loose them with a with a finger. And it's because he was not talking about actual physical loads, you know, burdens or, you know, it was it was all their their tradition and their oral law and all their nitpicky things that they built on top of the Mosaic Law that um were a burden to people that they themselves wouldn't weren't uh willing to bear, so binding and loosing in the Old testament and New testament rabbinic literature has nothing to do with tying someone up, but it's it's legal. it's either binding, restricting something or loosing, permitting something.
0: Yes, and I forgot to mention earlier, and there's some new, there's some, there's a good discussion going on in the chat room. If you didn't get this month's free Bible study from Ariel Ministries, it's called Satanology. Oh, indeed, that would be a perfect thing for you guys to download. It's 37 pages, completely free, and it's actually a solid theological Bible study. It's called Satanology. You can just go to BibleNewsRadio.com, Just sign up for the email. Download it. If you hate my email, then unsubscribe. Just so you know, (laughs) you can do that. I'm not going to get offended, but you can download that. And that actually gives you, like, the role of Satan and everything. I mean, it's a good, good Bible study. So check that out. Yeah, Randall, the conversation going on between Aaron and Warrior Girl um, really has more to do with not binding Satan as much as it is the, the authority of the believer. Um to cast out demons and to interact with demons, right? Um,
1: Um, Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so that's, that's different than the binding Satan thing. And that's why I was trying to draw the distinction earlier. Yeah. Because, well, just because of that. So, okay. Yeah.
1: And, and Terry James is right. It's the, the televangelist is rife with that kind of, with that kind of terminology, seed planting and binding Satan. And, put him right. under our feet heck if you can do that you could you could save the world from all sorts of problems you know bind him once and for all and be done with it but right. yeah
0: well those are false teachers anyway so all right so let's get to this last story I think we got just a little bit of time left this is this is a hero in my opinion uh at least for now until something happens and then maybe they won't be <laughs> Yeah, we're that way here. Okay, so it says here, Berkeley student senator disavowed over Christian beliefs responds to calls to resign. Uh, It says here, U.S. Berkeley student senator who was disavowed by her own party over her conservative Christian beliefs is refusing to back down despite calls for her to resign. In an interview with Campus Reform, Chow said there's a Christian community counting on her and and that if I don't represent their views, who else will? A University of California Berkeley student senator is facing calls to resign after expressing her traditional Christian views. Isabella Chow is an elected student senator who represents the Associated Students of the University of California Party student action. But after choosing to abstain from voting on a resolution to oppose the recent Title IX changes proposed by President Donald Trump, Chow's own party disavowed her. The proposed Title IX changes lack a legal definition of gender, effectively limiting gender identity to one's physical sex, according to the Wall Street Journal. The resolution before the Berkeley student government was a statement of opposition to those proposed changes intended to display solidarity with members of the LGBT community, specifically transgender, intersex, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students, Just reading that is so ridiculous. Anyway, as reported by the independent student newspaper, The Daily Californian. Chow, who says she campaigned very clearly as the candidate who would represent the Christian community, chose not to vote for the bill, stating that she could not do so without compromising her values and her responsibility to the community that elected her to represent them. During an interview with Campus Reform, uh, Chow said that she was unprepared for the reaction that she received after being disavowed by her own party. And that tells me a little bit about her, even. Here she is standing up for biblical values, but she was shocked by the kickback. And I will tell you, uh, probably tomorrow, uh, I'm going to tell you about a conference that's going to be taking place to counter the, the Revoice conference that was out there basically to promote homosexual Christianity as a legitimate thing. Anyway... She says, I didn't expect the backlash and misunderstanding to be so swift, Chow said, adding that she believes she s- said misunderstanding is one that comes from a difficulty to reconcile how the traditional Christian worldview can espouse love and validity for all individuals and yet disagree with certain identities or choices. At the end of the day, it's a belief in objective truth.
1: How old fashioned.
0: I know. Despite the fact that students are now rallying and displaying banners that that read, Senator Chow resign now, she says she views the events of the past week positively because they have sparked a dialogue within the Christian community at Berkeley surrounding LGBT issues, which is exactly what Berkeley wants. I mean, come on. As a Christian, I believe that God redeems and he uses all situations for the good of those who love him. There is so much happening, and even though it's been a really, really rough week for me, I know that God is working, and I know that he is using this to strengthen the church, to awaken the church, in a sense. Chow said, of nothing else, she wants controversy to further inspire dog- dialogue within the church. I want the church to be able to dialogue even more about where we stand on this theologically. Uh, she said, going on to acknowledge that there is diversity of opinion among Christians about how to treat these issues. I think it's time for the church to stop being silent and it's time for the church to start speaking up and to back our words with actions that really reflect the love and truth of Jesus. I want to stand by my comments on last Wednesday when I said that my God is a God that loves no matter how I'm treated, no matter how my community is treated. We want to be able to love unconditionally in a Christ like manner and to respond in a Christ like manner. Chow told Campus Reform that she has no intention of resigning, citing the importance of representing her Christian constituents. There's a Christian community and campus that has been praying for me and encouraging me through all of this. And if I don't represent their views, who else will? See, now that's a good leader right there. That's somebody who hasn't been completely corrupted yet. In her original statement to student government, Chow prefaced her choice to abstain by stating, My God is one who assigns an immeasurable value to and desires to love each and every human being. In God's eyes, and therefore my own, every one of you, if you are here today and in the LGBTQ plus community as a whole, is significant, valid, wanted, and loved, even if and when our views differ. And it's really sad because Christians can say that, But it's not good enough for the activist community there. Anyway, it says here, The Daily Californian refused to publish an op-ed written by Chow explaining her decision. The publication rejected her submission on the basis that it reinforces her original statement, which they claimed utilized rhetoric that is homophobic and transphobic by the Daily Cal standards. So in other words, no free speech at the Daily Californian. Uh, Chow asked how she could edit her piece in order to comply with the publication standards, but was told that because of its content, the submission as a whole doesn't meet the newspaper's editorial standards. The paper cited a blurb on its website in its rejection email to Chow op-eds that are deemed libelous, racist, sexist, homophobic, or highly offensive in any other manner will not print. Get your own blog! (laughs) That's why you can start your own blog and your own show and your own live streaming show and your own podcast. Uh, do you think that, I mean, seriously, if you want to be heard that, I mean, there you go. So campus reform, you guys check that out. Cause it's a great website that actually follows all of the persecution. And I will say that that happens at the, you know, at the collegiate level. It's really sad, but good for her for standing up for the truth. All right, so there we go. Um, The video, Kim, uh, from Ariel, is on our website. I'll look it up here. I can tell you the exact name of it. What's it under? Resources? Yes. If you go to our resources page, it is called... There's a lot on here. i got to find it. Historical. Yeah. The Historical Geographical Study Israel DVD Tour. Here, I'll just link it under your comment. Then you can go right to it that's what you want right there okay so there you go so what do you think bareface about ms chow and her uh thing what do you think
1: um i, I, mean, I applaud her
0: she's at berkeley which we need yeah. to remember is like this is a liberal college
1: yeah kind of like the in the people's republic of berkeley isn't didn't
0: it I? used to be a christian college
1: i don't think so
0: um maybe i'm thinking of pepperdine
1: yeah many yeah many of the old universities were founded as theological you know instruction uh, places of instruction um the whole idea of, of a university was a universal objective kind of truth anyway but who who objective truth who needs that it's all subjective truth which is <laughs> which is which is an oxymoron they if it's subjective may or may not be true so we can't all be right anyway I, I i applaud her um just saying hey you know the the you know the her party in the student senate was saying okay we're gonna we've gotta we've gotta basically re- reject this idea that, that gender is biological we need some other definition which is like nailing nailing Jello to the wall, you know. Uh-huh. These days, whatever it is, it's hard to tell how you determine it, and at what time of day. And it's and she said, you know, I like what she said. Ultimately, I'm standing for objective truth. Call it, yeah, it coincides with Christianity and biblical views, but at the, end, I'm standing for objective truth. Instead of this subjective, make it up kind of gender based on no particular <laughs> feeling or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and like, oh, you prude, get out of there! Well, see, you need to resign. That's the
0: thing. See, one of the very first lessons I learned from my radio mentor Janet Parshall was the difference between objective truth and relativism. Oh. And Greg Kochel, who's a wonderful Christian apologist, he actually wrote a book years ago called Relativism, Feet Firmly Planted in Midair. So here's the the ground. Here's where your feet are. Wait, can you, can you, you know, you can't. You can't place your feet firmly in midair because, hello, that's, Relativism, simply put, is basically saying your truth is your truth, mine is mine. So who gives a rip about whatever objective reality is? And that's why there's so many messes. Because it used to be that God's word, you know, was held as the standard of objective truth by everybody, or at least the majority, the overwhelming mm. majority. Now, Christians, I put that in, in air quotes, don't even know God's word. They don't even know, like, they don't know it. So how can they know what's mm. going on if they don't even know God's word? They don't know how to defend it. I'll tell you this quick story, because we're almost over. When I was in graduate school, at a Christian school, I debated my professor in front of a whole class of people on this very topic. He was purporting relativism. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you people hired this clown to teach us. Here he is advocating relativism uh, about, I think it was about the abortion issue, you know, well, a woman should have a right to choose. Women do have a right to choose who they get in bed with. When they get in bed with somebody, just saying, you know, you have a right to choose not to do it and actually be moral and get married first and then have a child. But hey, you know what? Just saying, if you don't, then, you know, you have a right to choose, you know, when you're going to have your baby. You have a right to choose adoption. Anyway, this bozo was going on and on and on about about how you know who are we to to uh say a woman shouldn't have an abortion and i said to him I said, really now? So, if I said to you, Mr. Bozo Face, that I have a right to choose go and just punch you in the face because I sure feel like it, you know, what would you do? Well, there's a law against that. I go, really now? Okay, well, have you ever heard of the Ten Commandments? There's a law about murder, too. Okay, so, well, what's our law? This is actually what I said to the guy. I said, what's our actual law based on? Where did we even get, where did our founders get the idea for the framing of the laws that we live under. He shut up because he knew my point was they got it from scripture. And if that moral law in the Ten Commandments, which most people would listen to, you know, was actually enforced, then then we wouldn't have the knuckleheaded thinking that we currently have. So, just saying. Anyway, I could rant and rave, but... I know some of you guys like that, actually. You tell me, hey, I loved it when you did that. But, um anyway yeah Aaron says preach well see and you're of the younger generation so I know you appreciate it because it's clearly obvious you know I mean would you raise your child your little kids your little babies would you raise them to go to not hit you of course not but hey you know what no here little Joey or whatever you know go ahead hit me all you want what the heck is that teaching the kid? Well, it feels good to him to hit. Why not let him do it? Well, it doesn't make sense. So, and yet emotionally as adults, that's what we expect. That's, that's what the wacko left does. They're trying to tell you that. So anyway, um, there you go. (sighs) So anyway, so yeah, our time's up. I believe Alma is in the book of Mormon, which I don't actually advocate. That's a, That's a false doctrine. Anyway, okay, so you guys um, have a great rest of your day. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk to you about, um, I'm not sure. Just, you know, not sure about that. Something else. If you want the Satanology Bible study, go to BibleNewsRadio.com and click on it right there on the page. Okay, BibleNewsRadio.com. I think there's a link here in the profile right there on Periscope. All right, you guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter instagram youtube pretty much everywhere uh at bible news radio because we are bible news radio somebody actually once asked me how i came up with the name bible news radio well we talk about the bible we talk about the news we do it on quote radio unquote (laughs) it's actually live streaming but whatever bygones all right be bold people stand up go with god because he loves you see you later